but you ain't got a crown. Be watching and learning, cause I show you how. Looking at me like you want my man. What the f? It's your favourite hour of the week. This is Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. And I'm your guy, your guru, your host, whatever you want me to be. I'm Alan Moore, of course. And we're going to have some very big and tasty and spicy topics to cover tonight. And we're going to be in the moment with the handy andies. They're going to discuss Russia's relentless road to Qatar. Yes, they are going to the Middle East next December. And of course, uh, the Russian Premier League as well is back in action this week and a lot to look forward to next week. The English Premier League has a huge match coming up next week and also possibly two coaches being sacked in the next at least month. Uh, And of course, the UEFA competitions return next week. We'll have a chat about them. In part two, Eselt and Peter P have some, let's just call them hot topics that are hot to handle, maybe too hot to handle, all the way from the USA. You're going to need to wear flame-resistant headphones or have a fire extinguisher handy. Have the matter ready because what we're putting on the grill is going to smoke. And of course, in part three, we have the big fat filthy quiz because it's all up for grabs. Okay, very, very quickly before we go to the phone lines, uh, Steve Bruce and Oli Solskjaer, Solskjaer, they are set for the chop as United's Newcastle and Manchester lost this weekend. Chelsea are top of the English Premier League. They are one point ahead of unbeaten Liverpool on 19 points. 
Uh, and a little bit elsewhere today, West Ham United, they nipped past Everton 1-0. So they're going quite well up into seventh place. Uh, Chelsea beat, oh uh, sorry, uh, uh, Man City, excuse me, beat Burnley 2-0. Liverpool, they coasted past Mape made Watford. Yes, Ranieri is back. God knows how he's getting a job. At this, I would say to all the players, get good medical health insurance. They were beaten, Watford beaten 5-0 by Liverpool. And Chelsea beat Brentford 1-0. Uh, in London, in the Florida Derby, yeah, it's an NFL Florida Derby played in London. The Jacksonville Jaguars finally won. They beat Miami, the Miami Dolphins, with a late field goal. So it's the first win under hands-on head coach Urban Meyer. Now, of course, there was football today in the Russian Premier League. Siska, well, they, they, it wasn't an easy one. We'll ask Andrew about this in a moment. Uh, they beat Ural 1-0. Uh, Spartak and Dinamo in a kind of a mm, sparky derby. But, I mean, it wasn't that... I mean, the, the football on display was okay. Dinamo were quite good. Uh, but it was a 2-2 draw in the end out of the Critty Arena. Our guests were out there, of course, in the VIP lounge. And Loco, they failed to get past Rubin. But it was a good comeback from them. They came back uh, uh, to draw 2-2 against Rubin Kazan. Uh, Zenit surprising everybody going down to Arsenal uh, in Tula 2-1. Now, looking at the table right now, Sochi's win over Rostov puts him into second place around 21 points. Two points behind Zenit. Dinamo in third on 20. Siska in fourth on 20 as well. Loco just two points back, uh, two points further back, I should say, on 18 points. Spartak hanging in there on 17 points in seventh place. Himki, well, they're hanging around. <laughs> I can't say the best bad smell, but they're doing okay. They're in 13th place on 11 points. Okay, very very quickly, uh, Andrew Flint asking you, you're, you're sitting in the car, pulled over the side of the road, um, as people are wont to do when they're on the way home from covering a game. Uh, Siska, were they value for that win today? Um... I want to be. I want to be honest. Uh, not entirely. No, it was a very, very dull game. Or I was very, very nervous, very defensive. But Tisca didn't really have to work that hard for it. Really good finish by Chidero Juke um, just after half time. Um, but for a lot of the game, he was relatively quiet. Or um, just sat back too much, and Tisca took advantage of the one good chance they had. Um, oh. So it was a good win for them. Mate. Okay, I mean, I mean, it's, it's disappointing, of course, for Oral because they, they were putting together a few results. Andy Mack did say that it yeah. wouldn't be that easy. You also said it wouldn't be easy last week as well. So, okay, fair enough uh, that they, they uh, at least they, they came away with three points. Um, Spartak Dinamo, people were raving about this, like pushing and shoving handbags, this hold me back, hold me back, don't let me hit them kind of nonsense that goes on. I mean, I swear to God, if, if they were two kids' teams in, in Ireland, you, you just... Tell them just go off and play tiddlywinks or chess I'll or something. Give, I'll, give, I'll give, give, give all of them a slap around the air and say, stop, Oh, stop useless. They were absolute cowards. This, this thing uh, of like. I mean, it, sorry, go ahead. It, 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 it felt like they were playing the part of a derby. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was a slightly over the top challenge by Zaharian. Sure, it was. Um, but I mean, Georgi Jicker, he can't resist the opportunity to look like the. I'm I'm in control, but I also don't care. Lifting up Daniel Foreman, I mean, what on earth is that about? It, yeah. was, it, it was it was entertaining in a slightly odd sense, but um, I mean, what a comeback though! Um, we got to give Jigo and Jiki a credit. Um, although Jigo being suspended for the Zanit game next week, and that's a massive loss for them, um, but they got the point in dramatic fashion um, on Nikita Simonian's birthday weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. That was dramatic, shall we say. 
Well, more dramatic news coming out of uh, Spartak Moscow is that they want Ilya Kutipov to take a salary cut. He's on. He's earning around 2.3 million euros a year, according to inside sources, who of course are leaking to their buddies in the press, basically Spartak fans who are par- parading around as journalists. They, they're saying to them that uh, they want him to take a pay cut in order to in order to extend his contract. Kutipov, 2.3 million euros. That seems a little bit. Uh, that seems a lot for him, doesn't it? It seems a little bit insane. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. He was playing for Spartak Dubal, I believe, today or this weekend at least. Um, he is stealing a living. I how on earth he was whoever authorised that contract offer for a player who really is very, very average has never really been a regular for Spartak. I mean, that's that's crazy money in Russian Premier League terms, even for a, a good player. He, only the very top player should be earning that or above in Russia. So, um, yeah. They do have a legitimate point, but how on earth do you think Kutupov is going to agree to that? Um, no, why should you know, why should the, he? You know, if uh, like if, yeah, if but, absolutely. But then again, you know, they, they say if you want to stay with Spartak, you have to take a pay cut. Okay, Grant, take the pay cut. Say right, I'll I'll stay. Or you say no, I'm worth this money, and you go away. You know, like yeah, it, it, well, it, look, if you're if you're offered a contract, it's you, it's legitimate to accept it. It's the of the idiots who offer that amount of money. It's their fault. Um, I mean, nobody else. He's now not going to accept a contract, much less than that elsewhere. So it's not a test of his loyalty. It's a it's an example of the just lack of sense that Spartak offered that contract in the first place. Well, it is Spartak, so let's move on very, very quickly. Now, of course, Rubin <laughs> drawing two two down in um, in Kazan in Tatarstan. I mean, under the new head coach, I mean, there was nothing really wild about them, but. Um, right. I, I, it does seem that the club is in is a bit of a free fall at the moment because, as you know, I, I do think we did say you know, Rubin are a decent side. They're in ninth place on fifteen points, but that's one that Lokomotiv you'd expect them to win, but not like have to struggle to get a draw. Well, no, exactly. I mean, going going two 0 down, decent goal by Anders Dreyer, who's what's it, four goals in five games since arriving in Russia. It was a it was a very very good strike. Um, I just thought. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. And he, he didn't go crazy against all with his um, team selection. So I thought, well, OK, that's fair enough. It was relatively stable. But the, uh, you, you sometimes you expect a new manager to bring a bit of urgency. I said, I've got to impress the new boss. It didn't look like on the... I know it's only one game, but it didn't look like a, a burst of excitement. I said, no, right, no. OK, new boss, come on, let's go for it. Um, we saw reports during the week that Gisdard's trying to put his foot down and get him into training early and crack his whip a bit I'm, uh, I'm not sure no no right no this, this, that, that's nonsense when a, co- when a coach starts doing that that's that's straight away trying to knock down the work of the other coach and to give him an extra few months I've said this before on the show when a coach comes around mm. folks l- read up on this when a fo- coach comes in a new head coach comes in or like a manager comes in he'll say they're not fit enough they're not strong enough you know they've been swinging the lead yeah. now he doesn't Classic. explicitly say the last coach didn't work them hard enough because fans love to hear that. Fans are are clowns. I mean, I'm, I'm one of them. And they'll turn around and go, yeah, you know, that's great. He's going to make the work. They'll they'll start to earn that money. Kutupov, he's going to make that 2.3 million. Like, it was a Spartak new coach, which it could be quite soon. It's a pure nonsense. Players already trained. They don't need to, 
Ah, okay. Listen, yeah. I'm going to very quickly move on. Um, Andy Mack is on the line. I'm going to ask him about the midweek win. I know, uh, Andrew, you've reviewed this as well. The, uh, the, the win that actually puts Russia top of the group. Um, Andy Mack, uh, 2-1 away in the People's Garden in Maribor, because you corrected me, thank you very much, last week. Russia now top of uh, Group H. They have eight games played, but they're two points ahead of the crafty Croats. Um, is this done and dusted, or does it mean that Russia are going to go down and lose the final game of the group and end up having to try and play a playoff? Well, they, they, they're still going to get past Cyprus first. Um, it should be easy enough. Um, Slovakia gives them hope, but then last week I mentioned Slovakia, I thought, played Russia off the park, and Russia got quite lucky to, to get the win that week before. Um, two very good goals from both their centre-backs, Ilicic, uh, goal disallowed. They they kind of hung on a little bit, I'd say, in the second half. But I, I thought from the first half performance, they probably probably deserved what they what they got out of it. Um, just the concern there would be the ease, certainly Ilicic's goal, the, the ease with which uh, when slightly higher quality players are able to play one touch football like that to create space around the box, they are going to get punished. Uh, um, but the fact that yeah, go ahead, Annie. Um, I was going to say the fact that other players are now stepping up to the plate. They're a threat from set plays. Um, all, all positives going forward, and Croatia will, will be looking at that from the two centre-backs and wondering how they deal with it. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, I mean, it was a good performance, but the, the last, say, 10, 15 minutes of the match, OK, Russia got a couple of little breakaways. Not really threatened, but they did get breakaways. But some of the football being played from Slovenia was actually very, very beautiful. But you kind of wondered what would have happened had they just bang the ball into the box instead of trying to work it and get little, like, you know, like intricate passes well, in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a work in progress. Carpin has done very well so far. We, we can't argue with his record putting them top of the group so far. He does need to, you know, say to him sometimes, yeah, like you say, we need to put pressure on them in a different way. I mean, over the course of a game of a qualification process, sure, you want to play better football because there are good ball players available to Russia. Um, you know, when Zaharin gets more experience, he's going to be a fantastic player for the national team. But like you say, sometimes, look, let's just keep possession, hold it tight instead of trying too hard. Um, yeah. uh, look, the, the Croatia game, I think, is still very little difference because they still have to go to Croatia and not lose. Otherwise, it's, it's runners-up spot. So, yeah. No, no, that's fair um, enough. No, no, no. I mean, it, it's set up for a great finale. That, that's true. Okay, look, we're going to have a look ahead uh, very, very quickly, both lads, uh, to the Premier League fixtures next weekend, the RPL. Uh, Dinamo against Himki Andy Mack on Friday evening, 7 o'clock, out at the, uh, well, out at Dinamo's home ground, the V2B Arena. That's 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 going to be fairly handy for them, isn't it? Because Dinamo, like I, I was heard today from quite an knowledgeable personal here in Russian football, uh, an Irish guy of all things, and he said that he reckons Dinamo are dark horses to at least push Zenit, and he's a Zenit fan. Um, I'm not sure I'd go that far. You have to roll back just a few weeks to remember that at home, Dinamo lost to Krylia Sovietov and Nizhny Novgorod within the space of a month. Um, so it, it's it's making sure that they concentrate on the games where you think they should win. Um, they, those are the ones that are, are going to undo them at the moment. Um, and then they throw away three points in the manner that they did against Spartak. I don't see it. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. All right. Um, uh, Andrew, will you go along with that very, very quickly? Do you think Dino, they, they might not get it over the line? They might not get three points? 
I think they'll be the closest, but I don't think they're going to realistically push all the way. All right, that's fair enough. Okay, uh, Siska against Grilisovitov, um Saturday, 7 o'clock. Andrew Flint, I mean, Siska, they, you know, okay, clearly we know, as Andy mentioned, that they did get the better of Dinamo, but Siska are on a yeah. bit of a roll. They, they're, they're too good, aren't they? They should be, yes. Clearly are a danger, though. They're scoring goals pretty well at the moment. Um, it's Cisco. If they don't win that, then they can't consider themselves European contenders. So they really have to be winning it. Yeah, and Mike, you go along with that, that they're going to win it. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Krillia are definitely dangerous. I think the, the only team they haven't scored against on, on the road so far this season was Lokomotiv when they went down 2-0 quite early on in the season. Um, but CSK should have a little bit about them to, to, to get the three points there. Okay, because of course clearly they're in eighth place on sixteen points, so they're you know they're 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 doing well. They're not going to get relegated, that's for sure. Uh, finally, the big one, and Max, same with you on this. Zeni Spartak Sunday seven o'clock. We'll be going on air just after this game. We'll actually have uh, a couple of interviews with people from uh, both St. Pete's and from uh, from Zenit and from Spartak on that on the show next week. Uh, Andy, that that that's like Zenit are going to be hurting after to, after this weekend. They want to get three points back and give Spartak a right good kicking on and off the field probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, Zenit's record uh, at home to Spartak's near enough impeccable. Um, I can't really see that changing. I, th- I think they've actually beat, beaten them the last three three times at home. Um, and I, the way Spartak are playing at the moment, I can't I can't see it being any different. I okay. think maybe two, two or three one. Okay, uh, Andrew, you go with that. That is going to be a, 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 not a fairly straightforward Zenit win. Yeah, I, I think so. Gigo is a big, big miss for Sparta. But don't worry, they've got a 2.3 million man on the bench they can bring on, so that's no problem. <laughs> there you go. Right, very, very quickly, because we are running out of time uh, on this. I'm not going to speak with Celtic and Finnish Varos. Uh, I'm going to speak with Spartak and Leicester City Wednesday, uh, 7.30 our, or 5.30 our time here, I should say. Um, Leicester City winning this weekend, beating Man United for 2 um, Andy Mack, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? I don't care about Celtic. You don't care about Celtic anymore as well. But Spartak, I mean, this could be humiliating for them. Well, I said the same about Napoli last week. And, and look how that <laughs> yeah. turned out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two weeks ago, even. I don't know. It, I, I think it will very much come down to whether Leicester will field a, a full team. Uh, and the fact that they're already, you know, they've, they've got a point now from two games. So either they're going to take this group and this competition seriously or they're going to focus on the league. And I think we'll find out fairly quickly from to see what the starting lineup is uh, on Wednesday as to whether Brendan Rodgers will take it seriously. I think um, a score draw. OK, very, very quickly. Uh, Andrew, Loco uh, Galatasaray. That's one that Loco have targeted to win 10 o'clock on Thursday. They, they have to win that. There's no two ways about it. They need to get three points. A point is not good enough. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, and, you know, they, they had a poor Champions League campaign against, uh, including against Galatasaray a few years ago. They want to do better than that. And I think they should do. Galatasaray are dangerous. Um, you know, so I, it's, it's a, it's, they have to win it if they want to go through it. It's as simple as that. I agree. Okay, uh, looking ahead, okay, I know we, we should mention Zenit, of course, um, are playing at home against Juve. That's at 10 o'clock on Wednesday night. So, you know, good Wednesday night's football viewing for everybody. Uh, very, very quickly, like, we've got a minute to, to go before we go to the break. Um, the two massive games on next weekend in the Premier League on Sunday, 4 o'clock, West Ham against Spurs. We're going to ask Isolde about that one. But the other big
big one because you're both fans of both teams. Uh, 6.30 Sunday, Man United against Liverpool. Of course, Liverpool and Celtic are kind of twinned in some weird, you know, kind of like bipolar way. Um, Andy, what, what's your take on that? Uh, Liverpool to, to come away with the goods? Yeah, I mean, they just keep singing other people's songs, really, don't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, senor. Um, but they don't even have a Spanish player, do they? Um, it's a tough one. Um, just the, the fact that Manu are so bad at the back at the moment, even when they are scoring, they're, they're conceding. Uh, I think Liverpool might be too good this time round. Two one Liverpool. Okay. Um, Sorry, Andy. No, I think I think Andrew, would you go with that, or do you maybe think that this this is the moment when Oli <laughs> Oli gets behind a wheel of the bus and rolls over Jurgen and his uh, wheezy boys, <laughs> the boys who uh, can't like you know run fifty meters without having a bit of a banana puff. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, by current form, there's actually no no question who should be winning this one. But it is ex- that's exactly why I think Solskjaer, for some weird reason, manages to get results in the most improbable situations. Liverpool, the only unbeaten side in the league at the moment. But um, I, uh, my heart says United will will pull a good result out of the bank. I just don't see it happening. I think Liverpool are winning this one. All right. Okay. Well, the boys who are back, of course, was for the Big Five Filthy Quiz in part three. So thank them both very, very much for that. Okay, folks, we're going out to the break right now. Coming back in part two with Isolt and Peter P. However, we're going out with a bit of fun. We've got Loxley and the Whip. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Welcome back, folks. Hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. And so, to grow your sales, brand awareness, and grab your target audience, you need a great brand ambassador. Match Business Consulting represents the brightest stars in Russian sport who will shine around the world for your business. Now, folks, it's been always interesting to follow the world of sports in America. We always have a few... Uh, there's people actually looking at me in here thinking I'm a bit crazy because I was going to dance on the last song. But anyway, um, in the world of American sports, there's a lot of things that just don't seem to make sense, you know, and they react in ways that here in Russia or in your, like in Ireland or in the UK, I think we show a little bit more common sense sometimes, sometimes. Um, and some interesting things have been happening and we're going to have a bit of a chat about them now because these are some very, very hot topics and trust me, they're going to come home to roost very soon here in Russia and in the rest of Europe. So get ready for it. Uh, delighted to get on Peter P and Isil Cody on the line. Peter P, I'm going to start with you. Um, Kyrie Irving, the uh, New York, or the, the Nets basketball player, the absolute superstar, um, he has a bit of an objection about taking a needle with a vaccine in it. Other needles are okay, but one with a vaccine, not so much. <laughs> well, hello there. But, yeah, as you said, um, there's been talk, well, he's been on it for quite a while, quite a long time, but he, he like, outright refuses getting vaccinated for what he believes is his own good. Uh, uh, as you all know, the guy has been notoriously known for his great basketball skills and for him being a flat earther. <laughs> yeah, a flat earther, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, but uh, all jokes aside, like, I do respect the guy. And uh, he, well, uh, Nets just uh, just announced that he will, because uh, New York, uh, it is required by law for professional athletes to be vaccinated uh, when they're when they're playing games in New York. So he'll be off. Uh, Brooklyn Nets just made a statement that he'll be off uh, of all. He'll be not participating in all uh, the home games, and uh, he himself made um, public comments on his uh, Instagram live. Uh, saying that he is not he he is not like uh, he's not really it's not a big like it's not a big deal to him to lose that much money over like what he believes is right like he says I, I believe he said something along the lines of uh, yeah like uh, of course like I'm not okay with like me not playing me losing money and me like not uh, representing my team or whatnot. Uh, but like I, I believe it's like what's good to me, and like I'm gonna hold hold my my views to myself. And I believe uh, he lost like a good fifty percent of his like of his salary uh, of thirty five million dollars. I believe he lost like twenty seven uh, oh. twenty seven million dollars just from not not uh, partaking in the home games. Okay, 
Uh, Isolt, um, being in this, because, okay, you're a lawyer, as you know, you're our legal eagle. Now, this is a guy who, who did say, uh, that he believes, like, you know, he was, he did say that the earth was flat, but I think he was kind of joking and, you know, he was joking and that. Now, he, he does have, um, other, uh, conspiracy theories, like, you know, that JFK was shot because he wanted to end, like, on a banking cartel. Um, he also, you know, kind of thinks that the vaccines are to try and, you know, put people, um, under the control of Satan or something like that. So um, he has interesting things, but he's done a lot of good work. This is a first-round pick from 10 years ago, first-round draft pick. Mm. Um, is, it fi- is it legally binding that he turned around? Because this won't be in his contract when he signed it with the, with the Nets. With the Nets, sorry, Nets. <laughs> the Nets being no. Um, like, when he signed with the Brooklyn Nets, this was in his contract that, uh, you know, you have to get vaccinated. So I suppose the only people who had the foresight to uh, think of COVID would be the nice guys in Wimbledon with their insurance for pandemics. But aside from that, <laughs> yeah. um, so with the, with employment law contracts, and obviously it's a guessing game because he's not making it public, one would be presumably he's not being paid, not on the basis of his vaccine status, but on the basis of his inability to play. And because of local law, so in this case, New York, as Peter mentioned, with their requirements for you to be vaccinated to participate in indoor sporting events such as basketball, he's basically ruled himself out of playing. And it's almost like an active step on his part. Now, I don't I don't agree with teams forcing a player to be vaccinated. And I'm sure, as we're all very aware, there are lots of Premier League teams that are having issues with um, players who aren't vaccinated and obviously the concerns that has Callum Robinson, as I know you mentioned last week, for Ireland um, has managed to catch COVID twice. But the issue is here, Kyrie has become more public because of the fact that the only time we're finding out about players' vaccination status is when they either catch COVID and can't go, or in this case, when he legally can't play. That's it. Well, look, that's it. Uh, so, it, you know, it's, it is interesting. There are a lot more Kyries out there, and I'm sure exactly. a lot of them also still believe the earth is flat and don't just joke about it. Exactly. I mean, you know, Jurgen Klopp has said that 99% of his squad have been vaccinated. Well, I mean, they're so ill that they have to be vaccinated. Um, but they said that, like, that more than, uh, only in seven clubs, um, more than 50% are fully vaccinated. So, you know, there's a lot of people who are not sure about it. And, of course, in the middle of the season, I know from getting the vaccine, for a couple of days afterwards, I was wrecked. And I have, you know, and I'm, again, it's, we know the process of it. And a lot of people wouldn't get vaccinated if they didn't have to because of work. So I do sort of like, I feel for him on that. Um, Peter, overall, like, I mean, what's, what's your side? And I mean, should he, should he get vaccinated to go play? Because this is a guy who's, you know, led the way with taking a knee and, you know, he bought a house for, for uh, what you call George Floyd's family, the whole lot. So he's been to the forefront of a lot of good social things. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. But is this, is this just him sort of like looking for attention? Was he not loved like, enough like, as a child? I, I, I actually, I, I don't believe so. Like, I, like all jokes aside, like uh, him believing in, in his uh, conspiracy theories or whatever, like, yeah, yeah but, but like, uh, the thing is, I believe that he has the right to make any sort of statement he wants. Like, and sure, uh, just like, if, he, if he if he truly believes that, who am I to say like uh, that? Oh, like who am I to force him to like do something that he's not well, like he doesn't want to do? But on the other hand, it's like 
it's kind of it's like as you said about like people getting vaccinated because of their jobs it's kind of your job dude like it's like yeah you're required you're required to get vaccinated to do your job it's like he's also uh, a huge role model yeah yeah he's basically yeah like it's like because like because of him like okay i don't want to i don't want to i like okay i'm just gonna say it again i like the guy i like him i like him as a basketball player he's an ex-boston player he's an ex-boston player peter come on be honest you're biased (laughs) you're biased (laughs) yeah no, true that, but like again, like because the, the situation is being ele- like elevated just because of his like superstar status and just because it's like um, basketball. But like, imagine it's it's a pretty like standard situation right now. Like if like your work requires you to get like I got vaccinated because of my job and I'm like an intern. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, it's like it's like you're 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 required by law to do that because like if if you're not gonna do that though, it would hinder you. Uh, it, was, it would hinder you doing your job and uh, the safety of others on on that job. Okay, no, and, and I, that, that's that's fair enough, Pete. No, I'm 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 with you on that. It's and I like, think, yeah, it's like it's like I don't understand. Like, I don't understand this this whole thing of uh, that. Like, like I understand his like whatever his, whatever his stance is, but like it, that's a pretty basic situation. It's like it's not something like uh uh like insane going on. It's a pretty basic situation that's being elevated and like. Uh, he, he just, just he, he should just honestly, I, I say he should just get a, va- okay. a vaccine and not be a card. No, no, that's fair enough. Uh, Easel, um, another one that like cropped this this past week, um, Terry Bradshaw, the former the quarterback, and he's an analyst, of course, with Fox uh, Sports, um, a legend of American football. Uh, he he commented to um, was it Aaron Andrews? Yeah, Aaron Andrews. She was doing a great yeah. interview, like you know, dressed kind of like in uh, kind of in, it was in a, in a ranch. She was doing a. a, a an interview on a ranch sitting on a bale of hay I think it was and it, he just said to her and if you listen to what he says I mean I'm, I will play it in a moment I'll let Easel speak first um, he said you got your cowboy boots on and your shirt you're looking good that was nice I enjoyed that interview and when you listen to she it she was doing a cowboy's interview and it was brilliant and, it was a, and she was she was dressed like a cowgirl I'm sorry I would love to have the ability to go do you know what I'm going to go and interview someone today and they've got a, you can make a cowboy reference. The man, <laughs> yeah. she, she was online. She didn't at any stage say and come out and say, and there was also a separate incident this, well, last week where a boxing female reporter had some awful things said by Bob Arum about her. And she came out and said, this is disgraceful, but I really respect him because he's such a huge name in the industry. Whereas in this instance, she didn't go online and say, this was appalling. I feel like I've been sexually harassed on the air. Instead, she said absolutely nothing. If she wasn't offended, let's not be offended on her behalf. He's a man in the 70s who commented on, it'd be like if I walked into a room and I was wearing a large, I don't know, a large (laughs) leprechaun-style hat, (laughs) and someone said to me something about, you're a great little leprechaun, I'm not going to get offended because there's an intent in what she did I'd be offended. I'd be offended for on your behalf. Now, in fairness, I would be offended well, on your behalf. She was trying to get make a cowboy's reference, <laughs> and he made it by saying it. He said what exactly. we were all thinking. And look, it's and I mean, it was there was nothing even Jesus even a tone. There was nothing sexual. It was oh, Peter. Tone, I mean, actually, the tone is very important. Yep. Here. Yeah. He didn't like. Yeah, people, I, I, I mean, this wasn't. This wasn't. They, people kind of cringy, but I'm sorry, it's not cringy. It was actually. It was not if. As, oh, I don't know. Okay, Peter, sorry, speak. It's it's it's. it's I, I I agree hundred percent. Like the the tone matter. Like holds like a very important position in that video. 
because I, I've seen the video like about like 30 or 40 minutes ago and I still have like a fresh impression on it. Like the guy was like, they think that he was like, he was being creepy saying that. It was like, oh yeah, I, I like the, the, the cowboy boots. Oh, you look so good. Like, no, it was just, he did like a swift reference because he was like, he, he, he was trying to like, uh, he was trying to uh, make a compliment on the fly. He was like, "Oh yeah, exactly. like, I like your. Oh yeah, uh, the the cowboy boots and the shirt you're wearing were like. Uh, I like the cowboy boots and the shirt you're wearing. The uh, the interview was good, and he just carried on with the next thing. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't like it wasn't him being a creepy dude, just like uh, caressing his palms, like, oh yeah, I love the the, <laughs> yeah. the cowboy boots.' Like, yeah, Why she wasn't even in studio? I know. It's yeah. Difficult to be leery when someone isn't there with you. Oh, it was no for me. I just this is what I said in the lead into this. It's just in insane and it gets even more insane we're going to move on to the next topic that we have john ah. Gru- john gruden now we, we i did mention at the top of the show that jacksonville jaguars have won uh, for the first time this season under urban meyer who was under massive fire for when you he said he's staying behind uh, in cincinnati to see his grandkids he was caught down on camera you know apparently groping one when he what oh he wasn't but anyway anyway um, John Gruden, um, a guy who who was you know very very good coach, spent time out of the game working with ESPN as a commentator. Now he was fired from the Las Vegas Raiders um, for the following: that you know these emails in an, an investigation into the Washington Football Team because of like bad workplace behavior there, they decided to hammer him on this that he that they said it included racist, homophobic, and misogynistic language. One where he he said that they shouldn't be um, drafting gays. Uh, the second was that uh, but so like that there was a, a a picture of a topless woman sent to him on his email. Um, um, and this is from the former Washington football team president, Bruce Allen. Um, and then another one where he insulted the, um, the, 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 the head, the commissioner of the, uh, Roger Goodell of the NFL. Plus, yeah. uh, there was also another one just now where he criticized Colin Kaepernick. He said, you know, he's no problem to take amino acids and other things, but he, you know, he won't take a knee. Um, Peter, um, on this, is this more insanity? Because these are emails from 11 years ago. Well, I'm a bit conflicted on the topic, to be honest, because like I, I, I would try to, I try to find, because like I can't, you, you, I can't judge a guy if I haven't like seen the emails yet, because I, I tried to, I try to find the the said emails, uh, like the actual like transcript at least of what he said in them, to make like a to make a, like a constructive like statement, constructive argument, but like if if assuming he. His uh, the the argument that he made like all those uh, terrible comments and like the homophobic and the racial comments hold up then yeah that he's he's definitely in the wrong but again like I don't want to say anything a pro or con about the the thing because you again, haven't seen it no yeah you haven't yeah, seen we it. haven't seen the email exactly like, I can only. I can only judge him by the headlines and the exactly. Guardian. Or something like exactly, and it was the New York Times where leaked the information conveniently mm. from the NFL. Um, Eselt, one of the things that he did do that was I like, quoted was that he called Roger Goodell. Now this is over um, collisions, like head head injuries. He called Roger Goodell an an uh, F word, a homophobic. C, sl- no, no. Well, that as well, but he also called him an F, yeah. like a, 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 he called him like a homosexual, yes. um, or that he behaved, you know, that he was weak. Um, but at the time he's working with ESPN, why aren't ESPN getting hammered? 
for this because misbehaved um, one of their employers. Please. It, it was an employee and their behaviour. Um, I suppose the NFL, like, let's not think this, the Raiders are a team who at the moment have all their various issues whereby the NFL, like, their own owner came out tonight and said, basically, that he is under the impression that, you know, the NFL are out to get him sort of thing. Yeah. Um, at, at the time, he wasn't an employee of the Raiders. The difficulty here is, of course, that the bigger picture is these emails came to light during the course of a serious investigation whereby, in his wisdom, he emailed the work email of his friend in the Washington team. Yeah. So he's sending emails from his private email. Put them in private messages. Put them on private emails. Don't send them to someone's work email. I know. But I know. Either way, I like there was there was a mixed kind of response, I think, on a lot of the shows, the NFL shows over the last kind of 24 hours some were saying you know a lot of people wouldn't like if what was on their whatsapp groups got out there and their various messaging platforms but the difference here is the nfl have to in particular have a strong line on racism and on homophobia and the fact that he specifically referenced an openly gay player i think we have to think about the knock-on consequences these have come to light but let's not forget that this is all in the context of a club that needs Serious looking at. Let's not forget that Washington are the main target. Well, no, Washington, here, yes, but, but well, let's 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 not forget this. Mark Davis, who's the owner of the Raiders, uh, who inherited the Raiders franchise. Mm. Um, he, like let's, his father Al Davis, who who, who previously owned the Raiders, of course, he fought the NFL time and time again. I mean, massively fought them, I and it was horrible up until his death in 2011, where he really hated Roger Goodell. So I think that the biggest thing we have to take out of this. You can say whatever you want, just don't insult the boss man. Okay, yeah. listen, thank you very, very much, guys. We're going to go out and come back, of course, to the Big 550 quiz. Um, folks, again, this segment, or that segment, was brought to you by Match Business Consulting, representing the brightest stars in Russian sport. Find your ideal brand ambassador on match-business.com. Okay, folks, we're out with uh, something that will help us. It's Kanye West, and this is going to make us stronger. Back after this with Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Let's get lost tonight You could be my black Kate Moss tonight Play secretary on the ball tonight And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior Damn, they don't make them like this anymore I ask, cause I'm not sure Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness Cause right now, that has forsaken us you should be honored by my lateness That I would even show up to this fake shit To go ahead, go nuts, go ace it Especially in my pastel on my plate shit Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel Homie, take six and take this Haters That don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up now Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger That's how long I've been on ya 
me like it. I don't know if you get a man or not. If you make plans or not. If God put me in your plans or not. I'm tripping this drink, got me saying a lot. But I know that God put you in front of me. How the hell could you front on me? It's a thousand years, it's only one of me. I'm tripping, I'm caught up in the moment, right? Cause it's Louis Vuitton dying night. So we gon' do everything the kind like. Heard they do anything for a Klondike. Well, I'll do anything for a blind dike. And she'll do anything for the limelight. And we'll do anything when the time's right. Uh, baby, you're making it. Like I never told ya. Don't act like I told ya. Uh. Don't act like I told ya. Don't act like I told ya. Don't act like I told ya. Uh. Baby, you're making it faster, stronger. That 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 don't kill me can only make me stronger.
Capital. Commercial. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций. Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви. Скорее к истории. Реклама 18+. Okay, welcome back, folks. I have to tell you now that plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Hashtag tennis. Send it in to us. Get two VIP tickets to the Kremlin Cup this coming week. Okay. Plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Hashtag tennis. Yes, we've tweeted it out. We put it out. Everyone knows about it. This is your last chance. You've got ten minutes to do it. So uh, away we go. Right on our big fat filthy quiz. Uh, we're going to start off with Andy Mac, then Peter P, Easel C, and Andrew F. There you go. So I've. Uh, I think I've been kind of kind to you all. Correct. Yeah? Okay. All right, it doesn't matter what they what I, I don't care what they think. I've been kind to you all. <laughs> all right. Right. Kind is generous. <laughs> yeah, I'm very generous and very kind. Okay, so uh starting off with Andy Mac. Andy Mac, you need to tell me who this first of all, tell me the sport and then the person. Or right. these are all athletes being interviewed. So you should tell me the sport and then the person. All right? So sport and then person. It was kind of reverse what we would normally do. Okay, so here we go. All right. Uh, the first one here, Andy, I think you'll, you will like this. And I, I genuinely do think you will. Right. So here we go. I'll just have to try and queue it up here. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's on 34. So here we go. One moment. If this, oh my goodness, why is it not playing properly? Right. Here we go. So I'm bringing it forward. And good God, this is this is great crack. This is great crack. Alan, Alan Moore and hurling. Yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> so here you go, Andy Mack. Throughout the whole year, but uh, the things I was most proud is uh, first I, uh, I was carrying an Olympic torch for winter games. Okay, so he was carrying the winter, the torch for the winter games in Sochi. Who, what's the sport? And who is that? Um, athletics. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it was mixed martial arts. So who was it? Who gave that interview? Um, ja- Jackie Chan. <laughs> no. It was it was a former guest of our show and a guest of our show at the the state local stage, so Alec Taktarov. Okay, one of the greats and an actor as I well. Knew it. I could I could only hear you repeating it back to me. Oh good God! Hold on, we'll get this better because it's this microphone here is playing tricks on my brain. Okay, so uh, Peter P, this one is for you, and I think I think you'll know. I think you know who this is. So um, you're going to enjoy this one. Okay, so here we go. So I'm lining it up. Uh, if, if it'll start for me correctly this time, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm having um, a breakdown with tech here. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, it's. I don't know what it is. It's a Sunday night. That, hey, no, I was, I was no. Say, oh boy, oh boy, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry, Peter B. Okay, here we go, Peter B. Here we go. And as soon as I see he going left, and I'm already was ready to hit him, and he's just to go left and. Right, and I just kill him. <laughs> okay, the sport and the person. So, what's the sport, and what? Who's the, who is it? I think it's definitely like boxing, something with like fighting. No, it's ice hockey. It's ice hockey. It's ice, 
Well, not so far if I, if I say so myself. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I cannot believe Ovechkin. Yes, well done, Alexander Ovechkin. Well, well done. <laughs> well done. You totally got that one right. Knew it. Knew it. I meant, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I really played. I really played a trick on you guys. That's yeah, yeah. Good. You 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 played dumb so well. I swear to God, Peter. I was just like it's unbelievable how you did that. I'm still in so shock. Well. <laughs> so well, you have me convinced. <laughs> With John Grisham, <laughs> that's that's yep, a that's yep. a pre-show discussion. Okay, uh, Ethel Cody, this one is for you. Back to the shoes and stuff. Uh, congratulations! You just—is uh, this tree just graduated from uh, college? Well, I have two classes during the summer, but I went through ceremonies. They let me go through ceremonies. Well, that's nice. And you finish up as soon as you can. Five weeks. Well, what kind of degree did you get? Geography. Yeah. And and what are you going to do with this degree? I travel a whole lot. You're going to travel. Okay, sport and person. So, what's the sport, Easel Cody? I'm going to say boxing. Oh. It, it is a B word, but it is basketball. So who is the person? Um, it's not Kyrie Irving. That's the one. I'll give you that hint. I didn't think he was a geography graduate, considering that he thought the earth was flat. <laughs> and a guy who's born in Australia. I mean, born in Australia thinks the earth is flat. Oh, Christ. All right, All right go on. Who is I, it? Uh, God, I, I, I don't know. I give up. Have a guess. Come on. The only basketball player I can think of right now is Michael Jordan, which isn't going to get me very far here. You want to say Michael Jordan? As a guess? I'll just go with Michael Jordan. You went well. Five points. It was Michael what? Jordan. It was Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, it was Michael Jordan. It was. Yeah. All right. Uh, Peter, or sorry, Andrew Flint. This one is for you, okay? You like this one. Um, it's a f- our first female voice, um, but you will, uh, you, I think you know who it is. I, I do think you know who it is. So um, here we go. All right. So here we go. Yeah, my, yeah, no, it's, it's been, if anything, it's been just, uh, just extremely busy. Um, you know, both our children are active in their sports. You know, one, one is uh, love and dance, and the other one has been uh, playing baseball for. Okay, so playing baseball and loving dance. Who is first the sport and then the person? So tell me the sport and then the person. Oh, my word. Um, oh, crying out loud. Um, Quick. I'm going to go uh, American women's football. No, it's not. It's tennis. So who is the person? Come on. (laughs) All right. Can I come in with a steal? Go on, go on, try, no, Peter. No, you blooming well cannot. No, you cannot. All right, okay, um, Andrew, Andrew, answer first, and then let Peter. Quick, give me a, a name. Oh, okay, okay. No, not Sharapova. Oh, she doesn't have kids. Okay, uh, Peter P., you taught with Sharapova as well. Oh, yeah, I did. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> it was Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf. Oh. Steffi Graf. Okay, very quickly moving on. We're going to go straight on. Um, skipping the missing word round this week. We're going to go straight through to a Kremlin Cup round, okay? Remember, plus 795-1111-053. You have about three minutes to get your, your uh, message in. Hashtag tennis to win two VIP tickets to the Kremlin Cup this week. Okay, uh, straight away for Andy Mack, okay? <clears throat> Here we go. Um, who's the odd one out? Alexander... Cherkesov, Cherkesov, Alexander Volkov, 
the late Alexander Volkov and Mark Rossi. So Cherkasov, Volkov or Rossi? Who's the odd one out? Um, I'm going to go with Rossi. Okay, uh, it's not. It's Cherkasov. Okay, why Cherkasov? Um, hasn't made it to a final. No, all three of them won the Kremlin Cup in their time. Um, just that Cherkasov won in 1990, the first one. He won it as representative of the USSR, which of course is no longer a country. Okay, uh, Andy, it's not your day today. Okay, uh, and by the way, Mark Rossi actually, like he, he got a, a close shave with that. He lost in the US Open, was meant to fly back on a Swiss, uh, Swiss Airlines flight, which crashed. So there you go, he actually changed his ticket at the last moment. Okay, uh, Peter P, okay. Anna Chakvatadze, Karolina Wozniacki, or Serena Williams? <laughs> I'm going to go with the only name. I'm sorry if I found anybody on this one, but the only name I can pronounce uh, is Serena, Serena Williams. Okay, you're correct. That's five points for you. Why? <laughs> yeah, I totally knew that one too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, why? Why did you pick her? <laughs> Quick, tell me why'd you pick oh, her? I, yeah, why she dominate? Oh, her? I said it. Yeah, I said it because she was the only like name I could pronounce. Okay, no, I said not to offend anybody. Okay, no, she's the only one. She's the only one not to have won the Kremlin Cup. Okay, uh, okay, <clears throat> Isla Cody for you. Nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety two. I'm gonna go with nineteen ninety one. Oh, it's nineteen ninety. Why is it nineteen ninety? It's 1991 because the other two are even numbers. <laughs> That's logical, but this is, this is capital sports. Well, this is the big point. Five. Is also valid. So yeah, it is, but it's, it's incorrect. 90, my point. 1990 was the first year of the Kremlin Cup. That's why it's the odd one out. So sorry. All right. Uh, and finally, Andrew Flynn. All right. Uh, another number was one for you. 1994, 95 or 96? 94, 95. Why 96? You're correct on that. Because it's it, use, using the odd one out logic of capital sport because it's the last year, <laughs> even though it isn't taken. <laughs> yeah, well, it was actually the first year that both uh, the Kremlin Cup was held for both men and women. Okay, so you, did, you, got, you got the first part right, you got the second part wrong. So the winner this week on a whopping 10 points is Peter P. Congratulations, Peter P. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Well deserved. <laughs> oh, good God. Okay, joint silver medalists are Eastold and Andrew and Andy Mack gets a wooden spoon across his... Well, I was going to say across his behind, but I won't say that. Okay. Um, all right, guys, we're going to go out right now. Uh, so Where's thank you. Going? Pardon? Where is it going then? <laughs> Back into the pot. <laughs> Let, let's just move on from that very quick. Okay, guys, thank you very much. I'll see you all next week. Folks, we're going out uh, right now. The winner is Yelena. Yelena is going to the Kremlin Cup this week with two, with that. Well, she got a pair of VIP tickets, so she goes to the Kremlin Cup this week. So you have to make sure to take lots of photos and Instagram us and so on and so forth. Okay, folks, um, going out, uh, going out after that interesting Big for Filthy quiz. Um, of course, this week is special the Kremlin Cup is in town so go out and have a look at that to see who is playing uh, it's out at Luzhniki well the Luzhniki tennis uh, arena and the uh, gymnastics arena as well right beside it so uh, I'll say good night 
For me, Alan Moore, our team at Capital Sports and Moscow's Capital FM. Remember, COVID is still knocking about, so look after yourselves. Don't be a Kyrie Irving. You know, take precautions. Okay, we're going out with Mumford and Sons, and I will wait. Well, I won't be waiting, but I'll be back in the studio next Sunday night and have some more Capital Sports. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Days of dark 